you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 134 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today, talking about the A's dropping the series to the Dodgers, not how you wanted to end that one. It was the last uh, big test for the A's before we head into the postseason. Got four more against the Mariners over the weekend, so that'll be fun. Uh, so we're going to talk about Thursday's game. Mike Fires looked good. Jesus Lozardo did not. And then uh, we got some fresh takes on what this means for the A's rotation moving forward, going into the playoffs starting next Tuesday. And then in the second part of the episode, I'm going to be doing my second part of the interview with Ulysses Sambrano of Locked On Rays. Uh, we talked about playoff baseball, you know, basically picking up where our conversation yesterday left off. And then we'll call it an episode from there. Tomorrow, I'm going to be looking at the A's potential playoff matchups and uh, whether or not they are good against righties, lefties, and how that could shape the A's rotation moving forward. So uh, stay tuned for that one. Subscribe to the podcast if you would like to, and uh, that way you won't miss it. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about it. The A's ended up dropping their fin- uh, final game against the Dodgers. 5-1, to one. Mike Fires got the loss, although he pitched kind of good, kind of well, kind of well, that's the one. Uh, he went five innings, pitched, gave up five hits, two earned runs, he walked one, he struck out three, and if I'm being honest, I will take that in a playoff start from Mike Fires or any of the A starters. Give me five innings where you keep the team in the game, you're not getting blown up, uh, let the bullpen do their thing, I'm okay with that. The only other pitcher from Thursday's game was Jesus Uzardo. He worked three innings in relief, and the first five batters he faced reached, and three of them scored. In uh, the next two innings that he worked, uh, he, he only walked one. That was it. He didn't give up any more uh, damage. He didn't strike anybody out, which is a little bit strange. Um, and I know that Bob Melvin said after the game that he was... Uh, having Luzardo out there so that the A's would have options for game one. And I mean, that is probably at least partially true, but I don't know that I'd put him ahead of Sean Mania or Chris Bassett. I'd, I'd rather not start the, the whole playoffs off with a rookie who ha- has pitched in the postseason and he pitched well out of the bullpen. I, I'm not discounting that, but do you want to have him, you know, get blown up in the first game and then all of a sudden the opposition's bats are awake or something like that? I think you want to go with a more veteran presence who's been consistent all year. And uh, Luzardo can either shut you down or give up like four runs in five innings. And uh, I, I don't know which one you're going to get. I think that you want rather have him as a wild card, not, you know, your game one starter. That's my take, at least. I think that he's going to be fantastic in the future. I don't know that I want to hedge 2020 on his shoulders just yet because they have options right now. So that's uh that's my take on that one. And also I think that I, I know that Bob Melvin wants, you know, him as an option for game one or any game in the, uh, the wild card round. So that makes sense. But maybe this was some sort of a mini challenge for Luzardo. If he showed out in his three innings, maybe he did get the game one ball. Uh, if, you know, he could shut down a World Series caliber offense like the Dodgers, they're not messing around. It, it was a good challenge for him as opposed to facing the Mariners again. Uh, I know that the Mariners hit him around a little bit in the last game, but there were smoke involved. So how much of that uh, game was smoke related and how much of it was, you know, the Mariners kind of figuring him out a little bit. Um, I think that this is a good test for him. Now we know kind of where he is in a playoff scheme, at least a World Series uh, caliber game. And uh, he, he didn't pass the test 
you know, on Thursday night, but I think that it's a good bit of experience for him. If the A's make it a couple rounds into the playoffs and he's pitching in the ALCS, I mean, obviously he'd pitch in the ALDS as well and probably the wild card series as well uh, if they make it that far. But this is probably a good experience, you know, uh, it, humbling experience against a good team. You, you got to see what you got to do. Uh, obviously, he was missing his spots, falling behind early in the count, and uh, getting the Dodgers into hitters counts. That's not something you can do against a team that's vying for a World Series championship. And I'm sure that he didn't need to go out there and pitch like that to uh, learn that lesson because, I mean, I know this. And, you know, most people in baseball know that you, you don't want to get behind a hitter. That's bad pitching. But I do think that it might be sort of a humbling experience. Maybe not humbling. Maybe uh, it, it gets him refocused and gets him ready for a playoff push. And uh, in that sense, it could be a good thing for Hazel Suzardo moving forward, both this season and in future seasons. So uh, not a bad move by Melvin. I know that he's saying that, you know, he could start game one. I, I'm not expecting that. I'm still thinking it's probably going to be Sean Manaya just because He'd be on turn. He'd be, he's going, I know, and he'd have a little bit of extra rest too. I know Mike Fires is also on turn. I'll touch on him here in a second. Uh, and Chris Bassett would be on turn for game two if he does in fact start on Friday, which I don't know that the A's have enough uh, starting pitching depth to not burn out their bullpen if somebody's getting hit around. Uh, so like if uh, Caprillian started on Friday and then he got hit around and he was like at 70 pitches through three innings, you're going to blow through your bullpen and you don't want to do that going into the playoffs. So I think that you want to start with Bassett, have him as a game two starter. It's okay. I think that he'd be a nice steadying force as a game two starter. If they need the the win, if they lose game one and they need a win in game two, who else would you want on the mound right there? I think Chris Bassett's that guy. So go out there. You, know, you got Shamanaya. He's been hot. If you don't win that game, you got Chris Bassett game two. Cool. Game three, all hands are on deck. You can start with whoever you want to, but uh, everybody's going to be uh, available at that point. Maybe not the game one and two starters, but everybody else. Uh, you can go lo start Luzardo and then bring in Mike Miner and Mike Fires and Frankie Montas. You could you know, do everybody else. There's going to be plenty of time in between. Not plenty of time. There's going to be a few days in between uh, game three of the wild card series and game one of the ALDS if the A's do make it that far. Or, you know, the A's could just win games one and two and just move on from there. That'd be nice. Um, so touching back on Mike Fires, I know that he has pitched well enough to finally earn a start for the A's in the postseason. But here's my brief pushback to that. And it only affects if the A's face one specific team, and that's the Houston Astros. If the A's keep a hold of the third spot in the AL, they will be facing the Houston Astros. They are basically cemented into the number six spot. So uh, if that is the matchup, I think that we've seen the A's manipulate their rotation enough this season where they don't necessarily feel comfortable with him on the mound against the Astros, whether or not that gets them more amped or they don't, they're worried for a safety or whatever it is. I don't think that the playoffs are where you're going to, you know, roll those dice right there. Uh, do you want to jumpstart their offense by like, Hey, this is the guy that routed us out and now we're hated. Let's go get him. I don't think you want to do that in the playoffs. So I think that if the A's are facing the Astros, we're probably going to not see Mike Fires. And before you guys think that that's like a disadvantage for the A's because they're not using one of their better pitchers, uh, they're seven and three against the Astros this season. And Mike Fires has pitched in none of those games. And also the A's are seven and one at the Coliseum against the Astros this season. So they've handled their business okay without Mike Fires uh, already. Uh, and then this way you could save a Mike Fires for game one in the ALDS if the A's make it that far. And, you know, make them, you know, hey, you're going to be our guy game one in the ALDS. Get ready for whoever we're facing. And I think that that would be, as I mentioned a couple days ago, uh, that'd be an okay strategy. If 
the A's are facing like a Garrett Cole or a Shane Bieber or whoever the ace is on the other team, and you throw out Mike Fires, who's a very solid pitcher. He went five innings, gave up two runs against the Los Angeles Dodgers. If he could do that against another team's ace, and you can scratch out a couple of runs against them, and then it becomes a bullpen game, you have the A's best in baseball bullpen against anybody else. I'll take that matchup right there. So I think that that's okay. I think that having Mike Fires available for game one of the ALDS would be would be fine with me. And then you can go uh, Manaya, Bassett, and Luzardo from there on out. There's your four. And you got Mike Miner in the bullpen. Throw him in relief whenever you feel like you might need him. And uh, the other part of the strategy with having Mike Fires start game one would be the other team is throwing out their ace in game one. The A's are throwing out one of their, you know, very competent starters. And then for my money, you got Manaya, Bassett, and Luzardo people that I have a little bit more confidence in going games two, three, and four against their not elite pitchers, unless it's the the Indians and they have a bunch of good pitchers. But, uh, I think that stacking up your best, your better pitchers against their slightly lesser pitchers would be a, a decent way to steal a couple of games right there. But again, that's thinking a little bit further off in the distance right there with the ALDS. Uh, let's stick in with where the playoffs sit right now. Uh, not, not much has changed. The A's went from the number two seed to the number three seed with the loss. They were only a half a game behind the Minnesota Twins. Uh, if they keep losing, then that's okay with me because the Indians are still the number seven seed, although... They're only one game back of the White Sox. They just swept the White Sox in four straight. Uh, Cleveland has won five in a row. The White Sox have lost five in a row. So there's a lot of shenanigans that can still happen with the uh, number two, number four, and number seven seeds in the American League, depending on if the White Sox figure it out or not. So uh, that should be interesting. There's also a very outside chance that the Toronto Blue Jays or the Tarafalo Blue Jays, as I've been calling them, uh, catch the Yankees because they just won two out of three against the Yankees. And now they are two games back of New York. So if they end up tying for the uh, second place in the division, the Blue Jays would actually end up winning that on like the fourth tiebreaker. And then they would become the number five seed, the Yankees would be the number seven or eight seed, depending on uh, how all that goes. So that would be really interesting. And then you'd have Tampa Bay and New York in round one. And uh, that'd be one way to get rid of one of those powerhouses. And that would be kind of fun. So it's going to be a very exciting final three days. Tomorrow, as I said, I'm going to go over the potential matchups for the A's, which is basically everybody but Tampa at this point. Um, so I'll be going over which pitchers they'd be better off using and uh, you know who they should probably want to face with the starters that they have. But uh, coming up on today's show, the second part of my talk with Ulysses Sambrano of Locked On Rays. So stay locked on with Locked On A's. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality 
quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Locked On A's is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com my, my next question was, hey, has Nick Anderson been really good? Because uh, I know that he was a fantasy darling before the season started. And apparently, yes. Is he still yes. striking literally everybody out? Uh, almost everybody out. Uh, <laughs> he After, I think, 13 or 14 appearances, he, uh, he got hit. Uh, he got tagged with a home run in extra innings. So although it was a two-run home run, he only obviously got charged for for the one run. And after the game, they asked him, "Hey, how does that feel?" And he's like, "Well, uh, I knew it was going to happen, you know, sometime, but it better happen now than than, than the playoffs, right? I mean, you you want <laughs> you want him to get the the quote-unquote bat." Nick Anderson outings out of the way right now before the playoffs come. But no, he's been he's been nails, and everybody in Tampa Bay loves him. I mean, I can I can see why that guy. <laughs> Didn't they get him in the Miami trade um, from yeah. last season? Yeah. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who did they send over in that one? Jesus Sanchez, who's an outfield uh-huh. uh, pro- prospect, and I believe Ryan Stanek. That's the one. I was like, yeah, Stanek, he'd been a big part for the Rays a little bit. And then I was like, no, no, they got Nick Anderson. They're fine. <laughs> they, they, I think just seeing that trade go through, I was like, yeah, I think they the Rays won that one. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously you don't even take into account that they're the Rays and they win most of these trades. Well, I think the, the, the pirates still have PTSD from what the Rays did to the, uh, to them after the Chris Archer trade. I think they're still in the fetal position. Cause if you look at their record this year, woof, major woof. Outside of uh Brandon Lau, Brandon Lau, Brandon Lowe, Brandon Lau, Lau. Okay. But it's Nate Lowe. Correct. Okay. We have, a lot of fun uh, with that Lao Lo situation here, yeah. For a minute, I had to do a uh, Brett La- Lowry and uh, <laughs> Jed Lowry. That yes. was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm <was>. familiar. <laughs> um, outside of Brandon, though, uh, who is like the biggest offensive force for the Rays? I know they have great defensive guys. You got, you know, KK and uh, Manny Margot. Is Brett Phillips playing for you guys? He has been getting uh, some playing time lately because, unfortunately, who I would usually answer with, Austin Meadows from that famous trade, uh, he's hurt. He has uh, oblique problems. And, unfortunately, it might look like he might be out for the whole 2020 season, which is a definitely a, a damper in, uh, to, to Tampa Bay fans. But... 
the Rays still put him on the playoff pool. So that's interesting to, to keep track of. But another guy that's been really, I think, on fire has been Willie Adamas. But he's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. He cannot hit at the trop. Just can't. Just if you if you have an extra six minutes today, look at his <laughs> splits. <laughs> Anybody who's listening, look at his splits. Willie Adamas, home and away, and it's just inexplicable. Just uh, he has a 650 OPS at home, has a batting average of uh, around 190, 200 in the Mendoza line. But if you look at, at the way, away, it's 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 like you know an MVP type uh, kind of guy. So what we need to do is somehow make the lights. He ha- he said he had problems with the lights, with uh, the AC. So hopefully something is figured out because we need that road Willie to to hit that well in in, in Saint Pete for sure. <laughs> A road Willie, I like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, good news if you guys make it to the DS, uh, you don't got to play there anymore. So. That's right. <laughs> what are his stats at Petco? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. I hope we find out. <laughs> um, I mean, so is there between uh, Dodger Stadium and Petco Park, you're probably looking at both series if you guys make it all the way through the American League uh, playoffs, uh, playing at Petco Park as the number one seed, if that holds. Yeah. How is your right-handed power? Because I feel uh, I, I was reading that right-handed power plays better at San Diego than left-handed power. So like guys like Matt Olson and Jake Lamb for the A's may be at a slight disadvantage. And then they're relying on some good right-handed bats, but they're not necessarily power bats unless Chris Davis gets going. So right. that's uh, something that we need to focus on for the last, for the, like the next week. Is he hitting uh, 247 again or no? Oh no, he's sitting below Mendoza. Um, he, he hasn't been playing a lot. He's been, uh, he started struggling a little bit and then they were looking for opportunities to use him just because it, it seems more mental at this point. Um, I heard somebody bring it up. It might've been Melissa Lockard of the athletic. I'm not positive if it was her, but I'll give her credit because she's wonderful. Um, <laughs> they were saying how, uh, he had the mental block for his throwing in the outfield and he just can't throw anymore. And there's specul some, I think it was a Twitter comment was speculating, is it the same kind of thing for, you know, him hitting right now? Because he got yes. hurt. Huh. It, yeah, he, he got hurt uh, the first time, and that's why he couldn't throw. He got hurt last year, started not being able to hit. So is that something that's going on, maybe? I'm not saying that it is, but, I mean, he does seem like a cerebral guy to me. And yeah. I could see that tripping anybody up, really. You got to get out of your head. And he's looked better at the plate, but he's not been, you know, that... 247, 42 home runs, Chris Davis. We uh, we saw his power displayed for sure in 2018 when he came to, to St. Pete. And uh, I, I was there at, at a game when uh, Sergio Romo was pitching and he had a grand slam in the in, in the ninth inning. So uh, the Rays still won 5-4, but <laughs> when you see Chris Davis, uh, you know, pulling up with the bases loaded it's never a fun time but speaking about right-handed power hitters uh you know if they play at petco it would be nice to get uh mr x san diego hunter renfro going and and see if he he likes to to hit back there again because he kind of has been a little bit of a disappointing you know uh, get for the rays and and usually every the the race get the this whole uh aura of always you know nailing down trades but this one made made your um your head kind of spin when you're 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 putting tommy fam out there 
every day just being such a great contributor and then you you trade him for hunter renfro he's had some pop i think he has seven eight home runs this season so he he's shown pop not 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 matt olsen type of pop with the 14 bombs but that would be an interesting guy to put in in the right-handed but the right-handed power bats are definitely um missing from from the tampa bay uh race lineup for sure yeah, I definitely made some trades to get Hunter Renfro on my fantasy teams because I'm like, oh, the Rays never miss. I know where they're going to use him. I got this. And uh, not not the case this year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You've I seen the up. results. <laughs> he does have eight home runs this year. Uh, bad news. Last year at home, he hit 193. with uh, He had 14 homers and 187 at-bats. So, you know, a little bit of pop there. But uh, okay. he was better on the road. Um, oh, okay. So a road hunter as well. Okay. <laughs> well, I, he had more at bats on the road too. So there's okay. that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, not good. I root for you know basically everybody to do well all the time. So I'm like, yeah. But then if they're if you know batters are doing well, then the pitchers aren't. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pick and choose uh, uh, situation. No, but that that would be very interesting. I think the Rays played last year at Petco Park, so there is some familiarity there. Like you said, Manny Margot. So you you know that he knows that park very well. Uh, you'd have to hope that you know it would be mu- much more of a, a pitcher's park. And then that way the the race could have some uh, benefits uh, to reap from that and just, you know, put some zeros up on the board. I think that Dodger Stadium plays a little bit more equal to pitchers and hitters. So, OK, for the A's, that's not bad. And the ALDS, if they make it that far uh, and also they're playing there uh, yesterday, today and tomorrow. So, right. right. Like you guys just played, played this, this, like, yeah. a week, uh, or, you know, it, it'll be like a week and a half uh, before at by the time that series would start. So. That's a plus, although they're not having good memories through one game. So uh, I don't know if they're going to want to go back there. Well, the Dodgers are definitely, uh, you know, nightmarish uh, to face in the last, you know, handful of years. But that that would be interesting, actually, because uh, I don't like I don't know if you if you if you caught this, but the fact that Globe Life, the new stadium there in Texas is going to be used for the national league division series so somebody who could have played there in the division series placed there for the nlcs and then placed there for the world series while the american league team who could be the Rays, who could be the a's uh have never played there ever and this team could have about 14 days worth of of playing time in globe globe life how do you feel about that because um I, I don't know if you notice my tone i i'm not a fan of this <laughs> i feel like there's a correct answer um <laughs> but as an a's fan we have played there a few games i think the a's had seven games That's against right. the rangers this year there was it seven and four they, they they split everything up and i think that they had because they I think it was for everybody where you had uh, two teams that you played more at home and then two teams that you played more on the road. I think the the Rangers were one of the road teams. I think the Angels and Astros were the home teams for the A's to play more. Okay. Uh, anyways, so I feel like they've gotten, you know, a, a handful of games, a couple of series at uh, the new Globe Life Trash Dome. I started calling <laughs> it the Trash Dome because, you know, Texas and also it looks yeah. like a trash can. Um <laughs> It does look like it saps a little bit of the power. Uh, I know that okay. there were some big home run totals, but you got to hit it kind of hard there. Uh, was it Sean Murphy? I think Sean Murphy hit one there that went like 450 to dead center, and it was a 
Wow. That might have been Seattle. Uh, it was a shot. You've seen some big shots going out of there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Joey Gallo's not having a great season. Maybe it's because Joey Gallo's up and down. But Right. And, and there's not much else in the lineup. But you haven't been seeing those moonshots from Joey Gallo this year. And yeah. I think that's all that I need to see. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the A's did well there-ish. But I for basically every other team except for the Astros who are going to be out in the first round because they're facing the A's. Um, yeah, it doesn't really do anything for anybody else. And I, I don't like that at all, actually. I was thinking about that before. I was like, why not just play it like in Minnesota? Or not Minnesota. A team with a dome that is not going to be in the playoffs. Well, look, honestly, I'm, I'm okay with, with it being the globe life, but just don't put the National League playoffs, any series there. Uh, or if you are, at least make one also be the American League. I don't know. It just seemed like a, a, a bad situation because you don't want to have the talk about advantage and disadvantage. A nook and cranny that you don't know how to play the carom of seems like could be troublesome, uh, especially in the playoffs. I mean, one bounce could could really hurt you and I'm, I, I mean that, that could be as simple as a cutoff man uh that you know i i just i didn't like it when i saw this oh no i i feel like the ideal solution because the weather's fine in california and i'm not trying to be you know coastal elite over here um <laughs> but they should have put you know one league up in the bay area one down south in you know southern california and then and then move to texas and go over there because then that way it's equal and you're not worried about weather and all that stuff um granted the a's and giants might both make the playoffs so i mean the a's would be facing or playing in oracle and all that stuff and it'd be fine um but i think that that would have been the easy the easy solution is just have it all in california have everybody move on the same time uh and all that stuff because there's also the stress of you know quarantine and moving your family that's uh, right on top of just the rest of it and these guys all have been quarantined already and then you got the american league teams just showing up and be like hey let's play some baseball in this brand new park that we have never been to and also is my family okay how are they doing we're in a new city this is fun (laughs) uh it doesn't seem like it's doing okay for the uh the american league teams this season so yeah no you know as that's actually a pretty good uh would have been a, a really good idea. Just keep it in California. Now, uh, as an East Coast guy, I will tell you that I would really hate it if if any playoff uh, games start about 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Uh, West Coast. <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to take one for the team and do day games, like 4 p.m. games, 5 p.m. games. Just keep it kind of safe for us to, to stay awake because we, we still have to go to work the next day. Okay, but counterpoint to that, if we have a four or a five o'clock game, then Willie Adamas will have to deal with the shadows that cover home plate. And I, I don't know if you can. Uh... <laughs> you got me. We don't have we don't have shadows at the drop. What sunlight? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You guys have AC over there. Um, you're right. Okay. Okay. Touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> I, I just don't know what the right solution was but it feels like having a giving a team an advantage was probably not the right one uh and all that stuff you have any other questions for me um no i think we hit everything i I, I wanted to hit on on oakland yeah for sure you is there a team that scares you uh regardless of rounds and all that is there a team that scares you in the american league that you don't know how you match up with the chicago white Sox scare me white Sox, okay yeah because Offense, I assume, and they have like yeah. enough pitching. 
I, they have enough pitching. I mean, I think they um, that kid. I, I can't even remember his name, but the draft pick, the the lefty. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He wow. just debuted like last week, right? Yeah, he is some kind of uh, an amazing talent there. So I don't know what else they got in the bullpen, but you you've got enough pitching. And the, the, the bats just uh, – that's a, that's a meaty lineup to get through. It's kind of when the Yankees are healthy and you're like, this guy now? Now this guy? Now this – you know, it's just – it's very tiring I, for a pitcher to just go through one and the other and the other. And I think ha- not having played the White Sox this whole year but hearing really good things, seeing the, the standings and they've been – up there for quite a while just makes you think do we really want to see them early in the playoffs and the answer for me is a a resounding no (laughs) i feel like for me i'd rather see them than the rays just because i'm like you can shut down some bats here and there and they have good pitching but like i feel like uh giolito is like luzardo where they can shut you down or they can give up a few runs and then you'd still be in it so okay uh i I think I'd kind of like to watch that pitching matchup actually is Giolito and Luzardo. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Chris Bassett is kind of equal to Dallas Keuchel. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's most of their good, like really good uh, starting pitchers that are more consistent. Uh, and the A's got some other guys too. So I'm hoping that the depth would win out for the A's. I know that the Chicago White Sox have more top tier talents, you know, across, right. you know, uh, offense and defense and all that stuff. But I, I think I'd rather face them than just the Rays who are just going to foul balls off and strike everybody out and do all these things. The A's haven't been uh, the best at everything. They're they're not playing as well as they have in previous years. Like their offense is middle yeah. of the road as opposed to, you know, top 10. Uh, their starting pitching's probably roughly what it's been in previous seasons, but it feels better because there's series involved this time. Um, and their bullpen's been one of the best. So I feel like, if depth is tested, I feel like the A's have a decent chance against pretty much anybody except the race. Well, you know, this is well, that actually is a nice ego boost to hear. But I'm actually kind of envious of one of the talents that the the A's have in their hitting, which you're saying that they're middle of the road. But one of the things that is just such a red flag right now for the race is the strikeout rate. They are striking out by the ton. They actually lead uh, the American League right now by by a lot. I don't even know by Ooh, how right much. Right up there too, man. <laughs> but 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 it just seems like I think it was a 100 Ks less than you really? guys. Yeah. Well, I think it's because Matt Chapman got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's so. Maybe that's so. But it just it just 100 Ks. I'm like, okay, well that that's that's a chunk. You know, you you've got a lot of guys in the race. I mean, Mike Zunino, for example, who I know is out there for for the glove, but when you have a 47% K rate. Bro, I'm going to need you to, to ride the pine a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for I think it was his second time with the A's. Tommy Lestella struck out this last week, and he's been with the team for like three weeks. I was like, hey, Tommy Lestella, this is nice. I like this guy. He <laughs> yeah. gives you solid at-bats. Yes, he's not going to hit the ball you know, far, but you know, he, he, uh, he hits it hard and to places where people aren't, so that's good. <laughs> uh, so I, I've enjoyed him at the top of the lineup. If either Simeon or Matt Olson gets going and, and Jake Lamb stays hot, then all of a sudden they got enough pieces because yeah. the bottom of the lineup has done things throughout the, the course of the year. It's just not been consistent where Sean Murphy has been smoking the ball and 
maybe he gets into one in a big situation. I think all of his home runs have been solo home runs uh, just by happenstance. So right. maybe he hits one with somebody on base this time. And it's a and big it's one. the playoffs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so something like that. Uh, Tony Kemp's been solid. I mean, they, they've got the pieces. It's just the yeah. consistency that's been lacking. So um, and this is roughly the amount of games that it would take for the A's to generally get going in full force. So there's hope, but I don't know that it's, you know, on paper, it's more, Hey, this would be nice. (laughs) It would be fantastic. And I'm not just saying this, but uh, look, an ALCS A's race, I think that would be just good for baseball. So uh, just know that everybody here in in the Bay area is pulling (laughs) for the Bay area over there. So uh, there you go. Uh, Good vibes all around. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you in the ALCS. Oh, I, I would do- totally be okay with that unless you guys sweep us and then uh, then we'll have a vendetta pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for that, too. And and, and vice versa, too. <laughs> All right, man. You, you take it easy. You too. Bye bye.